god we're here we're back and needless to say i missed you welcome back to hold up let me explain season two oh my god are you excited i'm excited I'm so fucking excited. I'm excited for many reasons. One, it's a new year, 2022. I don't want to jinx it, but you know something? I'm feeling good about this year. I feel like a lot of us are going to get a lot of things done. I believe in us. I'm excited for us. We're beginning strong. I just came back from a trip, so you already know I got a lot to talk about. And also, I'm excited for all the new topics I'm going to be bringing up this season. It's not going to be that different from the last. I'm pretty open. I've shared with you funny stories. I've been honest. I've been vulnerable. I've cried. I've screamed. I've laughed. We've connected. Same vibes, same energy for this season, but it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. But of course, we're going to get into my trip. Guys, if you follow me, you would know that I went to France. I talked about it for the last three episodes of my podcast previously. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Congratulations. I will always be in your life. Just kidding. Only as long as you click play on my episodes will I be in your ears, in your life, in your car, in your headphones, however you want to play me. I'm here for you and with you. So please hit that subscribe rate and review follow me on instagram at nicole asap i don't bite i'm actually very nice so let's be friends but yes if you're new here my friends i just wanted to kind of preface and remind y'all that i did go on a trip to france for nine days i left january 1st came back january 9th it was a whirlwind it was a lot and in case you forgot or in case you're picking up on this new season having not listened to the previous three I go to Rollins College and part of my degree, I it is required that I get a global experience. That can mean studying abroad, going on a field study, which is pretty much what I did. I went on a field study, which just means I went on a study abroad trip short term, which was nine days. I went with a professor with a few other students and we went to France. The program was called Poe to Paris business boot camp and it was just us hitting three different cities in France learning the business models the different strategies that they do and just kind of comparing from what they do in France versus what they do in America and also applying from what we learned into the information that we learned while being out there and also given being given the opportunity to network and just get to know people and just absorb the culture of France so we flew into Paris was there for about two days then took a bullet train to Po from Po took a bullet train to Bordeaux and then from Bordeaux back to Paris for a day and then we flew back to America so my friends let me tell you about that trip <laughs> here we go let me explain so in all in all, I will tell you this. I am very grateful for the entire experience. I, you know, thinking about it in a bigger picture, I'm grateful. I went to cities that I never thought about going to. The first time I went to France, I did something similar before. It was a field study. I was studying international politics. So I went to Strasbourg, France, which is a little city that's actually closer to Germany. It's a town or it's a part of France that Germany used to own back in the day, but then gave back to France. So 
a lot of the architecture and culture in Strasbourg, France is very German influenced. So even though I was there, it didn't really feel like I was in France. I didn't have that Parisian like culture that we are kind of like familiar with with France. Um, but after that, we did spend a day in Paris and that was a really cool experience. So going back for the second time, I was excited because this time I wasn't only just going to Paris. I was going to two other cities that I hadn't even ever thought about going to. Bordeaux, France, maybe perhaps because I'm familiar with Bordeaux wines, but to actually be there for about two days felt awesome. So again, super grateful for the whole experience because, you know, I was able to network. I was able to make new friends. I went to a bunch of new museums. I obviously visited cities I never thought about going to before. And that was really cool, especially starting the new year, you know, traveling abroad. But this is the part where I need to be honest with you. I know I do a good job, as do many people do, great jobs, at promoting on social media a fabulous time. You go on my Instagram, you look at my friend's story, and you see that I've gone to very pretty restaurants and museums and saw all these beautiful architecture, uh, buildings and monuments. But here's the thing. France in January fucking blows. Okay? Please forgive me. Again, super grateful super grateful but I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you it was shit not the whole trip because I don't want to I don't I don't want to say that because I always want to show my gratitude but my friends the weather was absolute shit it rained almost every day while we were there it was dark it was cloudy it was cold it was wet it just wasn't fabulous and this is the thing when we were doing our pre-departure meetings at school, the professor did obviously let us know, like, listen, it's very cold this time of year, you know, so make sure you dress warm. And that was no problem for me. Your girl took every opportunity she could take, okay, with shopping for cute sweaters and scarves and hats and gloves. I got my little Michael Kors peacoat. I was looking cute, okay? Mama ain't afraid of the cold, what mama don't like is the damn rain. And let me tell you, it rained almost every fucking day. It was a nightmare. And that was another thing. I had to remind myself, <coughs> excuse me, I had to remind myself that this was a class trip. So although super excited about the whole thing, I had to remind myself that this was not a vacation. This was a school trip. This was, a, this was for educational purposes. So, for example, when we were in Paris, we didn't go see the Eiffel Tower right away. And it got to the point where I, like, looked at the professor and looked at the tour guide. And I was like, listen, the students here, this is their first time to Paris. And I know we're taking public transportation and we're walking everywhere. But is there a way that we can just take a route that would at least cross us in front of the Eiffel Tower because for God's sakes like how are we going to be here and not see the most popular monument here in the city like there's no way so luckily they agreed and we walked our asses to I forgot what the hell we're, where, where we were going but we finally took that route to go passing the Eiffel Tower and guys they had the Eiffel Tower lit up in blue in fucking blue you know how when you see Paris at night, it has like those twinkly, clear yellow lights that just bright up the Eiffel Tower so beautifully and it looks like a freaking fairy tale at night, like a true Parisian dream? No, my friends, it wasn't lit up in those colors. It was lit up in blue. 
It was fucking blue. And you know, nothing against the color blue, but there was nothing romantic or dreamy about it. I literally looked at the Eiffel Tower and was like, why does it look this way? I don't like it. I don't like this. I still took my pictures. I still took my little recordings. But that, that, that was another thing. I couldn't even take a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower because everywhere we went, the TA, the teacher's assistant who was, you know, helping the professor, assisting the professor with all the students. And you know something, nothing against her. I actually feel really bad because her role in the whole trip was practically to be bad cop. Because anything the professor probably didn't feel comfortable with doing, he had her do. So, for example, like if some of the students weren't wearing their masks properly, he would remind her to remind us to wear our masks properly. So she was here being like a robocop, like, hey, guys, make sure your mask is on. Hey, over the nose. Hey, got to keep your mask on. Hey, guys, please, can you fix your mask? Like, so after a while, the other students were kind of like annoyed with her. But I feel bad because I get it. Like... Yes, we're being annoyed by her, but at the end of the day, like, she still has to do her job. So, when we were doing these routes, you know, we're coming across these beautiful places. And because it kept raining, anytime it was finally dry and students just wanted to take their photos, she was there in the corner like, uh, guys, we don't have time for pictures. We gotta go. We gotta go. Oh, my God. Every single morning of the entire trip, we were downstairs at the lobby ready to start the day by six o'clock in the morning seven o'clock in the morning eight o'clock in the morning like every city we went to we used public transportation and it sucks because by some part of the trip I had bought four bottles of wine no regrets but obviously because we were lugging our suitcases everywhere my suitcase was so heavy so heavy and if you're familiar with the New York subway system it's no different from the metro system in Paris. You got your stairs. You got to go up and down some flights. You got to go through some tunnels to get to the other train station. You know, it's a maze down there, okay? Imagine doing that maze with an 80-pound suitcase. I'm over-exaggerating. I don't know. I really don't know if it was 80 pounds. Luckily, they didn't charge me when I was flying back home. Thank God. But, guys, like, bro, my shit was heavy, and I had to... Push, pull that thing around like it was a lot of work and that was like another thing that kind of bothered me is the fact that you know and it's not to sound too bougie with it because again I don't want to sound like a brat but the school that I go to is a very expensive school it's a private college and you know something to be fair a lot of the students that go there I don't want to say they got money because obviously I go there and it's not like I got all the monies in the world you know hi student loans financial aid but you know a lot of the students there are you know somewhat well off you know it's you have to have a lot of money to afford the school in other words that's the only point I'm trying to make and for them to have put us in these shitty hotels have us rely on public transportation felt kind of ridiculous because the trip in total costed about a little over two grand right and I got a scholarship to pay for half the other half I paid off with my student loan but so the remaining amount of money that I would have to come up with on my own would be my flight, which I had to book myself and whatever food I would consume while being out there. So obviously that determines my own personal budget. But all in all, the trip in total is a very expensive trip. And it's one of those things where it's like, had I been given, let's say, let's just round it up to three grand 
plus the two grand I personally paid my ticket for, that's a $5,000 budget. And I promise you, I would have been able to stay at better hotels, would have been able to take an Uber, feed myself, done all the museums, and probably more if I would have done better time management. Well, actually with time better time management and still would have saved some money left. So for the amount of money that was invested for us to have stayed in these. And this is the thing. I don't want to say that every hotel we stood at was shitty because that's not true. The, the hotel in Poe was decent. Bordeaux was much better. Bathroom actually was big. Toilet was separate from the shower. We actually had a bathtub and two sinks for me and my roommate. But the hotel in Paris was like, oh, my God. It was like so ghetto. Like, guys, listen, when I travel, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't need much because at the end of the day, it's just a place to sleep at. As long as it's safe, as long as there's running water and a heater or AC that's manageable, we are fine. We are good. Trust me, I don't need to be staying at no Four Seasons, okay? It's nice too, but it's not necessary for me. The only reason why I had an issue with this particular hotel is because I swear to God, the heater barely worked. And the bathroom, just imagine a closet that was turned into a bathroom. Guys, I wish I took a picture of the fucking bathroom because this is the thing. You open the door and I and I tell you, it was like an insert. It was almost like they bought the bathroom and inserted into the wall. It was all plastic. Okay. You step up. The toilet is right there. Okay. And like literally you just make like a, like a little, not a 360, but like a 180. And there goes the sink. And right above you is the shower. So yes, my friends, you turn on the shower and the shower is wetting everything. It's wetting the toilet seat. It's wetting the sink. It's wetting the mirror. It's wetting everything. Just imagine a shower, right? And then they ins- and then they just put a toilet and a sink in there. I kid you not. That's what the bathroom situation was like. And I was expected I was expected to share that with a roommate. And guys, I don't mean to be vulgar. I don't mean to take it this far. But let's be honest. Let's be human. How am I supposed to take a shit in that little insert, take a shower afterwards, and try to be subtle about it at that? Because nobody needs to be hearing what goes on in that bathroom. And then I open the door with my towel, with whatever smells are coming out of there, and then expect my roommate to hop in and do the same thing. Like, guys, that is so unrealistic. But that's that's what the status of that room was. So, yeah, it was a little intense in the beginning. I was not feeling it right away. But I try to make the most of it. But, yeah, it's just everything was so rushed. Like, I remember we went to the museum, the Louvre. The muse- I don't know how to say it, guys. It's the Louvre. The Louvre. I don't know. I'm just saying funny things. It's the museum with the pyramids on the top. It's an underground museum where the Mona Lisa stays. That's where she be. Okay. Um, the museum, the, the Louvre museum, right? The one where Beyonce and Jay-Z did their ape shit music video at. Yeah, that one. Okay. So as we were there, we took a group photo for the sake of the college because it's mandatory. And from there, we had to check into our reservation, like to our appointment to the museum. And I felt so bad for the students because so many students wanted to take pictures in front of the pyramid. And literally, they would not let them. It's like everybody was like, oh, let's get a picture. Let's get a picture. And the professor's like 
fucking miles away from us walking towards where I guess where we need to be checked in and the TA the teacher's assistant's like come on guys we don't have time for pictures we don't have time for pictures and you just see all the students like what the fuck like we just got here we want to take our pictures and they just wouldn't let them like I attempted to take a photo of myself being there and I look like a thumb like I look so crazy like Guys, it was very hard going through the archives of my photos because honestly, like there was nothing cute to post like and I and I mean, I'm very hard on myself already and I'm very picky about who takes my photos like my boyfriend does a good job because he understands my sister does a great job because she gets it and so does my mom and so do my friends. It's hard when you ask a random person to take a photo of you because, you know, you got angles you have there's levels to it. Okay, and just none of the pictures came out cute and everything was rushed. I remember we get to the Louvre Museum. The TA is like, okay, use a bathroom. We'll meet at the cafe, grab a quick lunch, and then we'll head to our, our reservation, you know, to check into, you know, because that's the thing about COVID right now, especially in Europe. All the museums right now are all based on reservations and appointment times. And if you miss it, even by five minutes, they will tell you you cannot enter. And a lot of these things that were already booked had already been paid for. And obviously, the school doesn't want to lose any money. I totally get that. But this is the thing. After I used the restroom because it was a long ass line. Okay, the, the museum, the Louvre Museum is very, it's a very popular museum. Okay, people from all over the world go here. It was a long line to the, re- to the ladies restroom go upstairs to the cafe. Again, long ass line. I get my salad. I sit down on the table. I have not even removed the lid of my salad. Okay. And the TA looks at me dead in the face and goes, you have five minutes to finish that because then we have to go check into our reservation. Bitch, are you joking? I haven't even tossed my salad with my vinaigrette. I haven't even twisted off the cap to my Pellegrino. Bitch, hold up can I eat? Like, my friends, that's literally, that was the entire trip. Everything was rushed. Everything was go, go, go. And I get it. We were on a time fat, like, you know, everything was like in time, in like time gaps, time slots, whatever, whatever. But it was very hard to really enjoy the trip, feel engaged, and also to try and like absorb everything because everything was rushed. Everything was like, speedy gonzalez and i just feel like there were some things during the trip that could have been skipped like for example we when we got to paris we did like this presentation type thing right and i understand that okay so there was this guy right he opened up his own business and he provides I feel like I'm going to fuck this up. So forgive me. Um, I should have done the research before even bringing it up. Um, So there's this man, right? He lives in Paris. And he pretty much explained that all the power that gets sourced into Paris doesn't come from Paris. It gets transmitted to Paris because Paris is a very old city. So all the electricity, all the heating, Wi-Fi, all of that does not get created in Paris. Again, it gets transported to Paris. So where does it come from? So he designed like these um, modems. That's the only best way I could describe it. Modems that provide energy and they are like not as harmful to the planet. They're actually like they're like super eco friendly. And he like kind of like broke down his business model. It was very informative, but it was one of the first things we did on the first days of our trip and mind you, I've been back for a week. So of course, I don't remember it like black and white 
verbatim, but pretty much that's the gist of it. And it was a really cool presentation. And of course, it was mandatory because again, we're in France to learn about business, right? So obviously, this is something that is necessary to take. What I didn't find necessary is that this man, although was in Paris, was located so far from the city that to get to his office was like a 30 minute commute. And then an additional 30 minute commute out from where he was to the city of like to Paris to do a museum. And I just feel like for the four hours that we dedicated to seeing this man, we could have rented a van. We could have rented a bus. We could have taken a fucking Uber. Okay. Like, I just feel like there was so much time wasted in commuting and taking public transportation that could have been given to back that could have been given back to the students to grab a pop a proper lunch or to take a rest or to do like the touristy stuff just so that they can feel excited about the experience because the professor admitted to us that the only way students would take this program or even consider signing up to it is if they added Paris to the program because without Paris it would only be to visit Poe and Bordeaux and students wouldn't be inclined to sign up for the program so they purposely added Paris into it so that students would sign up for it makes sense right then why not give the students enough time to actually experience Paris why charge them this much why do it this way I just feel like the time management just was not thought through and it just it wasted a lot of time students were constantly hungry constantly tired constantly cold I mean granted them feeling cold was more on them on their improper planning as far as what to bring to wear so I can't really feel bad for them on that part but for everything else it's like I've done Paris before so for me it's like I luckily was able to experience the city in a great way but a lot of the students that were on this trip, this was their very first time in France. So for them to like experience France this way for the very first time, I felt so bad for them because they were like, I hate France. They were like, I hate it here. It's ugly. Like it's ugly. You know, I don't see shit. And it's just like, guys, guys, like, no, France is awesome. Paris is beautiful. It's just the trip you're not seeing that side of it. Like I remember we were on the bus and we were passing the Notre Dame and I saw it in all its beauty and glory. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like I just, like I just wanted to be there. Like I just wanted to go and I wanted to go in and say a prayer and donate and just take my pretty pictures and just fucking be there. But that wasn't part of the trip because part of the trip was business boot camp. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, like, come on, Nicole, like at the end of the day, like this experience was supposed to be like to learn business. And I guess a part of me, deep, deep part of me was hoping that like I would still be able to experience it just a little bit in my own way. And I couldn't because we were doing it the school way. Right. I feel like a brat, but honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Like that's those were my that was my honest experience with everything. Uh, but Poe was very nice. It's a very small city. Uh, we learned a lot. We saw, we went to a museum. We went to the cathedral. Like everything was absolutely beautiful. It's a very small city um, because of the rain and because apparently the time that we went there, it wasn't considered busy season. So a lot of restaurants were closed. A lot of bars were closed. So it's kind of like in those free time that we did have, it's like, 
what the fuck do you do do you just go back to the hotel and sleep because you're so sleep deprived or do you just try to see what's open so that you just actually experience something so luckily my me and my roommate we ended up going to uh like this pub and we got like a bottle of rosé and then from there we went to like this tapas restaurant and we just ordered a bunch of little food and another bottle of rosé uh that was really nice and then we took a bullet train to bordeaux which was actually a really nice area. Loved it a lot. We took a lot of pictures. I feel like I took more pictures there than anywhere else in France. Uh, only because we were finally given the entire morning to ourselves. Uh, so we got up early, got dressed, took a bunch of pictures. We went and got brunch. Oh my God. I had these vegan tacos. No, I'm not vegan. But it does feel good to have vegan items, you know. Especially when you eat so much pasta and drink so much wine, you kind of just feel like you want to give your body something good. So anything vegan seems like something good. So I had vegan tacos, but it doesn't matter because I still had a chocolate croissant on the side. That was delicious. I had me a little Prosecco, a vanilla chai latte with soy milk. Honey, everything was so delicious. Like... <sighs> salivating right now so fucking good and from there you know I was able to get my bottles of wine blah 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 blah. so guys let me get to the sauce <laughs> let me give you the real fucking tea on what happened to me in Bordeaux okay so I'm very grateful again of course for going with my school because also one thing my professor he's taught semesters in Po, France, um, at the university in Po. So he's made a lot of connections with a lot of people, especially also in Bordeaux. And he's very close friends with a few wine managers that run the wine, the, the chateau in Bordeaux called Chateau de Gabi. And now Bordeaux is known for having like over 80 chateaus. So it's not to say that this one is like the top of the line you know it's just one of them but it was so magical I have to say we they rented out a bus to take us there because it was like very up north okay like I think we were in that bus for like about 45 minutes and we go up into this mountain and I just see like these marble pillars engraved on the side Chateau de Gabi with all its you know, little hyphens and shit, like super legit. And these iron gates that just like slowly open. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, holy shit. Like, is Fabio here? Like, what is good? So anyway, so we go through the gates. We go into this beautiful chateau. Um, I, I know I'm making it seem like it's like this gigantic mansion. It was normal size, guys. But I think just the whole presentation of it in the very beginning was just like very like, oh my God, like so fancy. We pull up. We see like these two guys there who are the wine managers that run the wine, the winery, the chateau, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they give us like a little quick tour. They show us the winery. They get a little bit of a view of Bordeaux, which was beautiful, of course. They took us into like this extension building or not building, but like this extension wing apart from the chateau where they actually make the wine. And they show us like how they separate the grapes from the like the juice from uh, the grape and like where they ferment it and how they smoke it um, and then they showed us like the wine barrels and like how they age it um, like that was really cool and what made it even better was there was a little kitty cat just like running around the whole uh, cellar which was awesome she was just like chilling on top of the wine barrels I'm like can I live your life 
Like, can we switch? <laughs> she was thriving. I did pick her up at one point instead of petting her. She was purring. And then she started meowing, like, for me to let her go. Um, so that was a little embarrassing. But I feel like she was low-key telling me, like, don't get attached, boo. <laughs> I have a good life here, bitch. I was like, I say less. So uh, her name was Pinky. So Pinky went off. Uh, but no, after that, we finally got inside the chateau. They put us into like this beautiful, like just like gigantic, like living room with all this like crown molding and beautiful artwork on the wall. And I'm just like, oh my God. And so we do like a proper wine tasting, which was really cool. And it was funny because the professor was like, listen, guys, we're going to be, po well, he didn't say it like this, but he pretty much said like, we will be drinking more wine. They are going to host us. They are going to give us dinner, you know? So for the wine tasting, like don't feel obligated to drink at all. Like there will be a spit bucket, not a bucket to literally spit in. I mean, it's, you could do that too. Um, but it's just to dump the wine so that you can, so you don't get drunk too quickly, you know, for those who are lightweight. But for me, I'm like, no, no, I'm in Bordeaux drinking Bordeaux wine at a chateau in France. This is liquid gold. Like I am consuming all of it. Like I'm drinking this and you ain't going to tell me otherwise. So we have a little bit of white. We have a little bit of red. Then we have a like a little bit of like this very dry red. Um, and then we get, you know, escorted into like the kitchen where they have like this whole display of food and they have like tons of wine bottles ready to be opened. And like one of the guys is like cooking currently. And then you have like the display of food on the dining room table and they have like prosciutto and uh, like these like little puff pastries and quiche and cheeses and just foie gras, uh, foie gras, foie gras, I don't know. It's like duck, like duck liver or some shit. It's like a delicacy. It's fucking disgusting. It tastes like it's, it honestly smells like spam, tastes like bologna. And again, I'm so sorry. Please don't cancel me. I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm just going to be very honest with you. I did not like it. I didn't say it out loud. I was just like, hmm, interesting. And I kind of just went for what I liked or what I knew. Uh, so I did try it. I wasn't too picky about it, but I didn't care for it. But they just had all this food. And, you know, being there, finally with the, you know, bottle, the wine bottles being opened, I kind of <laughs> like told myself, I was like, okay, girl, like, don't get drunk. Like, you know, like, make sure you got it. Make sure you eat something. Because I wasn't drunk. But I hadn't eaten anything prior. Like I did, but it had been a while. So like to have the tastings and then because the last wine was so dry, like I feel like it just inclined me to drink just a little bit more. And at that moment, I was like, okay, I've had like maybe equivalent of like two glasses of wine with no food in my stomach. Like I don't want to fuck this up because at the end of the day, like I'm with like students and my professor, like I don't want to get sloppy. So I was like, okay, I need to eat. So I ate more of the puff pastries. I had a little bit of the quiche. I had some cheeses. And then I went in for the prosciutto. And guys, something to know about me, I don't eat pork. Eh, I do, but I don't. Like, I eat benil, like, during the holidays. Or, like, if there's, like, a special occasion, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, a birthday party, a baby shower. Like, if I'm pulling up at somebody's house, like a Spanish household, and they're spending, like, yo, let me get a little piece. Like, I eat that, you know. I've I've eaten bacon before. Like, 
I love pasta carbonara and obviously pasta carbonara could either have prosciutto prosciutto or pancetta or bacon depending on where you get it from so yes in those occasions I do consume pork however I don't typically eat it on a daily basis like if I go to a restaurant I don't ever eat the pork if something actually has bacon on it I probably most of the time I'll just have to remove it um I just don't care for it. Actually, it's really not that good for you. It's really salty. And my boyfriend, every time he gets fucking food poisoning, he always gets food poisoning because of pork. And that's just like another reason why I just kind of avoid it at all costs. But because at this point, I had been drinking all this wine and I see prosciutto, I'm thinking, okay, well, I need protein. Like I need something that's a little bit more substantial, like not so much bread and quiche and cheese because I feel like that's all I've consumed before this, you know? So I start eating the prosciutto and I'm the only fucking one eating the prosciutto, but I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like I need to eat. Finally, dinner is served. We're drinking the wine. I'm feeling, I'm feeling tipsy, but like in a good way, you know? And no guys I wasn't ratchet I didn't get too drunk everything was fine I bought like two bottles of wine before we left we hopped up on the bus when I got to my seat I closed my eyes I felt the spins I was like okay mama need to go to bed now (laughs) um and you know we were dropped off by the uh, hotel so we walked to the hotel like everything was fine like everything was fine until it wasn't (laughs) my friends I wake up the next morning and we had to be downstairs early anyways and I woke up before my alarm and I felt nauseous like I felt it in my stomach and I get up and this is the thing when I'm hungover I typically feel it in my head like I always feel it in my head when I'm hungover But I woke up and I didn't feel it in my head. I felt it in my stomach. So because I didn't feel good in my stomach, I automatically assumed I was hungover. So I got up. I woke up my roommate and I was like, listen, girl, I'm so sorry, but I feel like I need to throw up. And she was like, girl, it's all good. Do your thing. So I went to the bathroom and I just fucking threw up everything. Honey, I threw up red wine and prosciutto. It was just red wine and chunks of bacon. I'm sorry to be graphic. Trigger warning. I'm so sorry, but yes, bitch. It, it yes, that's what happened there. And I was like, "Fuck!" It was the prosciutto and the wine. But this is the thing. I wasn't technically blaming the prosciutto. Yes, I vomited it out of all things. Um, but I didn't make the association just yet. I just kept thinking that I was hungover packed up everything I was huffing and puffing I'm like I want to lay down but I can't lay down and I want to go to sleep but I can't go to sleep I want to sit down but I got to get up like it was just like this this weird thing where like nothing settled my body like the moment I sat down I felt like I needed to stand up the moment I stood up I just wanted to lay down I couldn't lay down because it made me feel worse and also time is ticking we got to be downstairs in 30 minutes and I had to still pack up everything because I had made a mess in my corner of clothes and souvenirs and makeup and socks and shoes and scarves and everything you could think of so I pack up everything I go downstairs and the professor's just like looking at all the students just kind of like trying to point out who's hungover you know just you know he's like looking at everyone like oh have you drank some water have you drank some water mm, how you feeling today got some good rest oh you still you still feeling the wine a little bit it was, it was strong right and you know after a while I just wanted to tell the fucking professor can you like back up can you back up like the fucking 
truffle cheese I had is about to end up on your shoes, sir. Like, I'm just trying to keep it together. So I'm just kind of giving him that nod like, yeah, 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 drinking water. Yep. Mm -hmm." But, you know, just trying to keep my cool. We take our suitcases through the metro station, through the bus, through everything you could fucking think of. We get to the train station because we're taking the bullet train back to Paris. We get to the train. Guess what? Our seats are upstairs of the train. So guess what? I have to take my heavy ass suitcase with my sour stomach up the fucking stairs luckily one of the guys helped me by putting my suitcase away got to my seat sat down and I'm like all right bitch take deep breaths you're gonna be fine you're gonna make it the train takes off and I feel it everything guys I fucking felt everything and I was like I need a bathroom ASAP so I get out of my chair I'm over here like waddling to the fucking bathroom on the damn cabin, okay, because the train's going fast and I feel like everything is about to exit my body from every hole. Yes, guys. Yes. I get to the bathroom and I vomit everything. And when I say everything, I'm talking water, cheese, wine, everything. Like even water couldn't help me from here. Then... After I clean up my mess, I feel it in my stomach and I have to take a shit. Guys, I don't mean to be graphic. I don't mean to be disgusting. Guys, if you are attracted to me, I'm sorry that you may feel no longer attracted to me after I say this. But when I tell you I shitted my fucking brains out, there were sound effects coming from the fucking tram, from the fucking cabin, bro. It was aggressive And it was angry and it was terrifying at the same time. And in that moment, I realized, bitch, you're not hungover. You got food poisoning. And that's what it all came down to. I cleaned up everything, of course. I cleaned up my fucking self. Took me like a whole damn paper roll, like a paper roll, toilet paper roll. And I had to take my embarrassing sad self back to my chair luckily the bathroom was like away from everyone so it's not like everyone heard it but as I was like going back to my chair my professor took out his fist like to fist bump me and I just I had to give it to him because I guess he kind of knew what I was going through but I feel like he thought that I was hungover but it's like no buddy I'm not actually that prosciutto made me shit my pants so here's a fist bump but like I want to kill myself now thank you trigger warning sorry I'm just joking so I get back to my seat and it's just like I'm thirsty I drink water but it's not really quenching my thirst because my mouth is still dry but I don't want to drink too much water because I don't want to fucking vomit water again I'm getting like I'm hot and then I'm like cold and then it's like I get clammy and then it goes away and then I get really cold and then I try to warm up and then I'm producing like too much heat and then I'm like sweating Oh my God, it was the worst. And what's even worse about it is that when we got back to Paris and we got to the hotel, there was like a free moment where we were able to go shopping like at the, um, fuck, I, I have the word in my head, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, It's just pretty much where the Arc de Triomphe is. That whole strip is like a famous strip of like where stores are, like to go shopping. And that was kind of like, our group activity that we were going to do all together, like just go shopping, like whatever. And I had to recover at the hotel room. I had to like write to the TA and I was like, listen, I think I got food poisoning. I can't stop vomiting. Like I feel sick to my stomach. I know it's not COVID. Everyone relax. I'm not sick. 
I just think I got food poisoning from the bacon, from the prosciutto. So everybody understood. My professor understood. I had to, I had to, you know, obviously stay out on that one. But yeah, it was fucking intense. And I got really bad food poisoning. And what sucks is like, I don't, I didn't really feel better until the day after I came back. So I flew out on a Sunday. So I got food poisoning technically on a Friday, recovered on that Saturday when I shitted myself. I mean, not literally, but like on the train and all that drama Yeah, with my body. Mm -hmm. That all happened on Saturday. I flew back home on Sunday. That was a rough flight, let me tell you. And coming back home after that, yeah, I didn't feel better until like Tuesday. That's when I finally felt like myself. So, yeah, it took me like two full days to finally recover. And then obviously overcoming jet lag was like a whole other situation. But yeah, guys, it was fucking rough for me. And then even on top of that, come Sunday, I almost lost, I almost missed my flight. I overslept. I forgot to set my alarm like a dumbass. I made it to the airport and to my flight by the skin of my teeth. When I tell you, bitch, I was running. I was running. Like running because I heard the girl on the intercom call my name. Like Nicole Acevedo. Nicola Severo and I'm just over here like fucking knees to chest trying not to vomit again trying to make it to my damn gate so that they don't leave me because even like that they were calling me to hop on the shuttle to take me to the plane because it wasn't even technically on that terminal it was on a different terminal opposite from the airport but the gate was on the opposite end <sighs> honey it was it was a nightmare all in all overall super grateful super grateful but guys, it's just, it's interesting, right? Because what you see on Instagram is always something different from reality, right? And I'm here to point it out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was fabulous. It wasn't. I might have made it look that way. I felt fabulous in some moments, you know, like walking through the chateau, drinking the wine, being just like present in front of those like monuments and taking those photos. But let me tell you, even in those little moments, I was being rushed and almost being left behind. Like there's one clip I have of me recording the church in Bordeaux. And it's like the TA was literally like in the corner of the street looking at me. And I'm like over here taking my little clip and fucking running to the group so that I don't get left behind. Like half of the pictures I took, half of the clips I took, like were all taken with a risk of being left behind. Like, yeah, it was like that. But again, I'm grateful. And if it sounds like I'm bitching, well, then you know what? I'm sorry, but it is what it is. But that was my trip to France. All in all, super, you know, super appreciative, super grateful for the whole experience. I met my global experience requirement for my degree. I got to start the new year in a brand new country visiting two cities I've never been to so that was a cool experience and I'm excited for the rest of the year no matter what I'm still going to travel there's a lot of things I have planned that I really want to accomplish goals I really want to accomplish and I understand that in order to accomplish them traveling may have to take a step back I'm going to have to sacrifice that I don't want to but I know that I'm going to have to consider it in order to accomplish other goals I have in mind but we'll get into that later but you know me. I can't stop traveling. It's in my blood. I got to keep going. I got to keep doing it. But after that, that's all. That's all, my friends. <laughs> that was my trip. 
And I'm excited to see what's next, you know, what's to come for this year, for this season. I hope this story was entertaining enough for you. I have so much more to share and I will continue to have more to share because that's what this is all about. Us talking, vibing, and that's it. That's it. Well, my friends, that's all. It's always hard to say goodbye. I don't like saying goodbye, but you'll see me next week on a brand new episode. So stay tuned. I love you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nicole Asev. If you're curious to see me in action more in a visual way, I do have a YouTube channel at Nicole Asev. That's literally the name of my YouTube username. So go ahead and put that in your search bar and you'll find all of my Vlogmas Christmas content. But I am thinking about creating a new series on my Vlogmas, they get Vlogmas, on my YouTube channel. So I don't know. Stay tuned for that. You might see more of me this year to the point where it'll, it'll annoy you, but it'll make you love me more. That's it. That's all I got to say. I love you guys. Stay tuned for new episodes every Mondays and I'll see you next time. Thank you.